Hello and welcome to the Transforming You podcast. My name is Tori. I am a personal trainer, nutrition coach, wife, cat mama, Jesus freak, and I am here to talk to you about all things overall wellness, whether it is exercise, food and nutrition, faith and spirituality, or mental health. I have got you covered, girl. Let's get going. Hello and welcome back to Transforming You. This week we are going to talk about processed foods. I hear a lot of people out there basically saying that all processed food is bad and unhealthy and that we should stay away from it, but it seems like a lot of them aren't totally clear on what processed actually means when it comes to food. I've been noticing for a while that a lot of fitness influencers are constantly putting out posts that come across sounding like why you should never eat Oreos or drink Starbucks again, and it's just like easy, (laughs) you know? Um, when we know for sure that a certain ingredient is carcinogenic or something like that, of course we should do our best to stay away from it. But I think it's easy to get bogged down in all this nutrition advice and feel like there are no foods out there that are not trying to kill me. And since being, since a big part of what I try to do as a coach is help my clients develop less anxiety around food and repair that relationship with food and their bodies, whenever I see these kinds of things, I just like cringe because of course I want you to be informed. But I don't want you walking around thinking that like there's nothing out there you can feel good about putting in your body because at that point it just feels like why even try then, you know? And I don't want you to feel that way. I want you to have good information and feel like you know how to use it. And I don't think the best way to deliver that is to give you a list of foods to never eat again. So we're going to start breaking down all of that on this episode. Uh, to kind of deep dive into everything I just referenced would take more than one episode. So if you're up for it, I would love to do that. But I think the most digestible place is to start with the different kinds of processed foods. So today we are going to talk about what it means for food to be processed, what's okay to eat, and what we should avoid when we can. Let's go. So I think when people say processed food, they're just trying to talk about things like fast food, pre-made microwave meals, boxed meals, frozen pizza, that kind of thing. But processing can mean a lot more than that, and it doesn't automatically make something unhealthy. So anything that alters the food from its natural state processes it. A broader definition from the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the USDA, is any raw agricultural commodities that have been washed, cleaned, milled, cut, chopped, heated, pasteurized, blanched, cooked, canned, frozen, dried, dehydrated, mixed, or packaged, anything done to them that alters their natural state. And I know that's a long list, but still the um, Institute of Food Technology adds a few more processes like storing, filtering, fermenting, extracting, concentrating, microwaving, and packaging. So that's a lot, right? There were a few things I really wanted you to hear though, like freezing, cooking, and pasteurizing. Those count as processing. With that in mind, processed foods are not just the ones you get in a drive-thru. They're also things like cereal, milk, cheese, canned fruits and vegetables, bread, and other things like that that are totally fine to eat fairly regularly. In some cases, like with milk or meat, processing is actually what makes the food safe to eat. Now, of course, that doesn't mean all processed foods are healthy just because some are. Just because we're saying that processing milk makes it healthy doesn't mean it's also healthy to have like McDonald's every night. Not all processing serves the same purpose, so we need to be knowledgeable about what kind of processing is being done to our food and what makes it more or less healthy to consume, and then ideally 
have more of the healthier stuff more often. Some more highly processed foods have more fat, sugar, and sodium than what would be optimal for our health, either to make them taste better or to make them last longer on the shelves. These are the ones that we would want to use in moderation or switch to different brands if possible. For example, if you're looking to substitute like your white wonder bread with something less processed, you could grab a whole wheat bread or even better something from the freezer section. Pro tip, if it has to be kept cool, that means it has less preservatives in it. To help us break that down more, here's a list from the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics that breaks down foods from minimally processed to mostly processed. Minimally processed foods would be things like produce that's been washed, vegetables that have been cut, nuts that have been roasted. That's minor prepping mostly done for our convenience. There are also things that aren't food themselves but used for cooking like oils and flours that are made by pressing, refining, grinding, or milling. That's pretty minimal processing. And then we have things like frozen fruits and vegetables or canned tomatoes and canned tuna, that kind of thing, that were processed when they were at their freshest and most nutritious. So here's an example of where more the more processed version is as healthy, if not maybe even a little healthier, than the less processed option. If you buy a pint of blueberries from the produce section, they were probably picked slightly before they were ripe so that they were so that they would be ready to eat when they reached the grocery store. That means that they didn't make it to their most nutrient-dense stage before they were picked. If you bought them frozen, they would have been picked when they were at the perfect stage to eat, and you can keep them in your freezer for weeks or even months, and they'll always be at their peak freshness and most nutrient-dense state when you use them. And if you're someone like me who won't go through a whole package of berries in a couple of days, this is also a big money saver and cuts down on food waste, which I'm a big fan of. Next are things like jarred pasta sauce, bottled salad dressing, yogurt, and cake mixes that have added sweeteners, spices, oils, colors, and or preservatives. Those things are added, of course, to preserve the food um, and keep it on the shelves longer or to add flavor and texture to something. It would probably take a whole other episode to dissect what of those preservatives and sweeteners are healthy or unhealthy and what we might want to stay away from. So we'll probably have to get back to that another time. And then we have more heavily processed foods like chips, crackers, and deli meat. Generally, anything that you can just open up and eat has probably been processed more. And the most heavily processed foods, you might hear them referred to as highly processed or ultra processed. These are typically frozen or pre-made meals like frozen pizza and microwave dinners. This also includes sugary drinks like soda, and you're going to find fast food in this section as well. Plenty of foods on this list are totally fine as staples in your diet. Things like milk, whole grain or whole wheat bread, fresh and frozen fruits and veggies are great. Milk and juice might have added micronutrients like vitamin D and calcium that are really good for you, and those are much better to get from food than from a supplement when we can. Cereal might be a good source of added fiber, which is something a lot of people don't get enough of. Canned fruits and veggies that are packed in water or natural juice for the fruit or minimal sodium for the vegetables are perfectly fine to toss in your diet, especially if you have a hard time getting fresh or frozen fruits and veggies. So the takeaway there is that we don't need to look at all processed food like it's something damaging to our health or that it has no place in a healthy diet because honestly, if you took everything on that list out of your diet, you wouldn't really have anything left to eat. But how do we make sure we're choosing the healthiest options and what might we want to avoid? Like I mentioned early in the episode, the biggest concern when it comes to more processed foods is the extra sugar, fat, and salt in them. The Dietary Guidelines for Americans recommends less than 10% of our daily calories come from added sugar. 
So if you're eating a 2000 calorie diet, you want fewer than 200 calories to come from added sugar. Those added sugars can really sneak up on us. So we want to be on the lookout for things like maltose, um, brown sugar, corn syrup, cane sugar, honey, and fruit juice concentrate on our nutrition labels for more than just sweets and things we'd expect. There are also added sugars in things like pasta sauces and salad dressings. And then we also want to think about sodium. A lot of people think they're fine if they don't salt their food, but that's not necessarily the case. A lot of more highly processed foods have quite a bit of sodium. The Dietary Guidelines recommends no more than 2,300 milligrams of sodium a day. I think that's hard to conceptualize. So for reference, if you bake, say, a frozen DiGiorno pepperoni pizza and cut it into six slices, the nutrition label says each slice has 760 milligrams of sodium. What might surprise you more is that half a cup of canned green beans, I'm looking at Delma brand for reference, has 290 milligrams of sodium. Their 50% less sodium cans have 120 milligrams per half cup. So they actually undersold that a little. That's actually a little less than half, so good on them. And their no salt added has just 15 milligrams per half cup. So looking at the labels is going to be a big help there. If we can cut it down from 290 milligrams to just 15, that is a great way to go. That's an easy way to potentially make a big difference to your health. You can also have your, give your canned veggies a rinse if you're looking to decrease the sodium in them. And then finally, as we talk about fats being added to processed foods, the biggest one to avoid is trans fat. Trans fat has been shown to increase your low-density lipoprotein, or um, LDL, or what's commonly thought of as bad cholesterol. And it actually also decreases your high-density lipoprotein, HDL, which is the good cholesterol. So it increases the bad and decreases the good. So that's why we want to stay away from trans fats. Most food manufacturers are eliminating the trans fats from their food, but according to an article from Mayo Clinic's website from this year, food manufacturers can claim zero grams of trans fat if there's less than 0.5 grams. We also want to minimize saturated fat if possible and replace with unsaturated. So that's making substitutions like olive or avocado oil instead of butter and that kind of thing. Again, we don't have to 100% move things like butter out of our diet. Substitutions like margarine are actually worse for our health. So you do want to stick to things like olive oil, avocado oil, coconut oil, things like that. But replacing them with healthier alternatives where we can is a good move. If you have a hard time keeping track of the added sugars, sodium, fat, or anything else you're eating, MyFitnessPal will calculate sugars, sodium, saturated, unsaturated, and trans fats, and a few other vitamins and minerals along with your calories and macros. If you don't want to track your food daily, that's totally fine. But if you log just an average day of eating every once in a while, you'd get a good temperature check of how you're doing on those metrics on a day-to-day basis and just see if anything needs to be changed. And if you want personalized advice, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Coach Tori Lane, and we will chat about how I might be able to help you. That is it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for joining me on Transforming You today. I cannot wait to talk to you again next week. And I would love to hear from you at Transforming You Pod on Instagram or at Coach Tori Lane is my coaching account. I would just love to hear your input, your thoughts, episode topic suggestions. If you have any questions or if you are interested in a one-on-one coaching program, please never hesitate to reach out. I'll talk to you soon, girl.